welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. I'd like to teach today on our inheritance in Christ. Let's start in uh, Colossians 1.9, and we'll read the uh, Colossus prayer, which is one of my favorite prayers. I pray almost every day over myself and my family. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and our wisdom and spiritual understanding. Father, we thank you that we're filled for the knowledge of your will, We understand your word. We have all wisdom and spiritual understanding and everything you'd have us to learn today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. In studying on our inheritance, I went to Vine's Dictionary. One definition says birthright, that into possession of which one enters in virtue of sonship, not because of price paid or task accomplished. So what he's saying here is our inheritance, it comes from being a son, not from what we've earned ourselves not what we can pay for ourselves. It's an inheritance given to us by God. Everything that the Father has in His Word, He wants us to have. And what He put in His Word is our inheritance. I like to say that this is the will of God. You can take God's Bible, the Word of God, and say that that is the will of God. It'd be like my wife Sherry and I, we wrote out a will, went to an attorney, he wrote the will out. The Father and Jesus wrote this will out and put it in on these pages right here. And all we have to do is to get into this word to see what his will is. Many people pray if it be thy will. Well, if you want to know what his will is, just get into the word and you'll know what the will of God is. There's no question about it then. Because if our children was to look at our will, what they would do, they would say, what is the will that they want us to have? What, is, what was their will when they passed away? What do they want us to have and on all the earthly possessions that they have? They'd read the will or have somebody else to read it to them. And that's the reason, one reason that God raised up preachers so we could read the will to other people. Is that right? Amen? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 8 through 12. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit, he searches out the deep things of God. He's the one that knows everything about the Father God. He he lives inside of God. He's the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside Jesus. He's the Spirit of Jesus, and He lives inside of us. Is that right? So He knows everything that God wants us to have. He knows He searches out the deep things of God and reveals them to us. That's what the Word of God says. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. 
He said, Jesus said, if I go away, it's expedient that I go away. It's to your advantage if I go away, because when I do, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So what happens is, the Holy Spirit was sent to live inside of us, and, and the Father said, no man will teach you anymore, but he says, I'm going to write the word of God upon your heart. The tablets of your heart, says it in Ezekiel that he would implant the word of God inside of us and that we will know. We will know what the Spirit of God is wanting us to know. We, he, we will know the things that God has freely given to us by revelation of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says that the natural man doesn't receive the things of God for, their, for the things of God are spiritually discerned. The only way you're going to know the things of God is to hear inside your spirit what the Holy Spirit teaches you. And when you read the Word, ask Him to teach you so that you'll know what is in there and so that you will know by the Spirit of God what He has freely given to us. That's the only way you'll know is they're spiritually discerning. People try to read the Word and try to do it mentally and, and uh, try to figure the Word of God out by mental assent, but you can't do that. I remember before I got born again, I was reading the Bible and the New Testament, and I'm going, this doesn't make one bit of sense to me. I can't figure this out. I could read it and read it and read it, and I'm going, it don't make sense because I was trying to understand it through the, the natural mind. But then I got born again. Then things changed. Then the Word of God came alive, and I was able to see the truth, to know the truth, and the Holy Spirit was bearing witness in my heart. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. And we'll read 16 and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So this says that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So for a joint heir... That tells me that everything that Jesus has, we have. But a lot of times we go through life saying, I don't know how we're going to make it through. But the Father's going, I've given all these things to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that I have, I've given to Him. Which this is uh, the message we ministered last week out of John chapter 16. Jesus said, everything the Father has is mine. And the Holy Spirit will declare those things to you. That's just paraphrasing, but that's what he was saying. But he said he's going to come and tell you what things that I have so he can declare them to you so that you know what you can have too. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We're all sons through faith in Christ Jesus. All we got to do is have faith that we're a son. That's how we enter into that sonship through faith in Christ. And when we do, Jesus was the first son. He was the, he was the first born among many brethren. That's what the Word of God says. So what it is, when Jesus came upon the earth, was born as a man, he had to come as a man, legally to be able to do anything on this earth 
because of the fall of Adam and Eve. But when he came and he came as a man and gave away his deity, then what happened was he became in the likeness of man with the fleshly man. Everything that a man was, he was, and everything that a man could be, he was. But he was also God in the flesh. The Spirit of God in him. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He said that he gave us every spiritual blessing, everything. But there's only one way we're going to find out what blessings we have, and that is to get into the Word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to teach us what's in the Word. But he said he gave us every spiritual blessing. He didn't say he left anything out, did he? Did he say he gave us a few spiritual blessings? Did he say he gave us some spiritual blessings? He said he gave us everything. That means we have no lack whatsoever. The body of Christ is not walking in the fullness of what God has prepared for us because we haven't done enough to spend enough time in the Word of God to find out what God wants us to have so that we can walk in the fullness of it and ask Him for it. But it's time. It's time that we get everything that God wants us to have so that we can finish this work upon the earth and get out of here and go into heaven where we're supposed to be. Get the thing finished. But the number one thing that God gave us was, I'm just going to irradiate, I guess you'd say, on a few things, and the number one thing he gave us was salvation. Amen? The salvation is an all-inclusive term. It includes everything. When you became born again and you received salvation, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth, sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation? So it says here that we inherit salvation. That means that God has already provided salvation for every person on this planet if they'll accept Jesus Christ as their Lord. Is that right? We need, to, we need to be reaching out to others just because we're born again and, and uh, have all these things. God's saying, let's get our eyes upon the lost. Let's get our eyes upon people that aren't born again and let them come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. He provided that for every person on this planet. And then when you receive salvation, you receive all the blessings of God. That's the only thing you have to do is to come into the fullness of what God wants you to do through salvation. There's no other way. Jesus said, no man can come into the Father except through me. You can't do it by your works. You can't be good enough to make it to heaven. If there's no person that can buy their way to heaven. But you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and not only make it to heaven, but you can receive all the spiritual blessings that we receive here upon this planet while we're here. But first, you've got to be born again. Nicodemus went to Jesus and he said he tried to get Jesus to explain the kingdom of God to him. And Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 3, and we'll read verses 5 through 8 after that, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus says, well, how can you be born again? Can I enter again into my mother's womb and be born again? 
But in verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So he's saying here you've got to be more born a natural man and you've got to be reborn in the Spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. What he's saying here, you can't see the wind blow, but you can see the effects of a hurricane. You can see the effects of a hurricane and when you're born again, you can't, nobody can see it on the inside of you what happened. But people can see the effects of it. When I became born again, I lived the sin. That's all I wanted to do. Sin every day. I wanted to sin more and more. I'm going, if I want to make a hell, I'm just going to bust it wide open. I'm going to do as much as I can here. But the day I got born again, everything completely changed. 180 degrees. All the people I was working with before, they were going, what happened to him? I didn't, I didn't even want to hear anybody cuss anymore. And I didn't cuss anymore. I did before I got born again, but I didn't do it later. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you would like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.